Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those movies. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's in desperate need of a safe house after covering Battlefield, Earth, and Gotti back-to-back for different but similar reasons. I'm your host, Max Steele, and I'm joined by Michael Flaherty. I, dude, dude, I got, I got, I got nothing. I got, I got, I got nothing. I tell you what, I got, I got, I got the need for for a for a nap and a cigarette after that movie. Just after that movie just didn't even didn't even whine and dine me. Just 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 took me to the cleaners. My yeah. God. So, uh, guys, this week we're talking about the uh, 2018 mobster film Gotti, about the notorious gangster John Gotti and his life. And this movie is something, Mike. Why don't you? Tell the audience about our text messages back and forth earlier this week to describe this movie. All right. All right. All right, audience. So, of course, of course, it is. It is uh, John Travolta month and uh, we're it's well underway. We're 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 uncovering all of John Travolta's career. And now we're we're we've 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 left. uh Travolta in his heyday and his revival. And now we're just in the modern Tron Travolta with Gotti. So mm-hmm. Max, uh, when we were watching it, Max sent me uh, going through the text messages. He sent me the first message was I'm 20 minutes into this movie and it rivals ice pirates with how chaotic it is, which of course, when you hear that from your co-host, it's always a harbinger for for a for a movie that's just gonna make you put your hands through your hair and rant about how nuts it is. And then the following morning, he goes, "This took me three hours to watch. The movie's an hour forty five. I needed breaks." And then he said that again in all caps. And I and I replied with, "I'm scared." And then an Ace of Spades parody. And then <laughs> you don't need to go, you don't need to go that far into that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't know where just, we were supposed to stop. Just, just about the movies, but uh, yeah. So uh, I'm not lying when I said this movie took me three hours to watch because I would just watch it in like 20 minute like increments. And then after that, I was like, okay, I. I need a second. Then I actually watched it again uh, before we recorded this yesterday. And I was like, no, this movie isn't even better. This movie just is worse. <laughs> After having to just like go through it, because it's like the writing is so bad. It feels like mm-hmm. you fed an AI program a thousand hours of mobster movies, and this is what they came up with. The acting <laughs> sucks travolta has all the charisma of roadkill in this movie and it is somehow boring and slow but also fast at the same time in a weird way and the music choices are so bad they're good i will give the movie that like one minute it's like house of the rising sun and smoke on the water and then it's pitbull who did the who did the composing for this movie and then like an 80s italian trap remix why okay all right i'm gonna start with the most egregious thing which to a lot of people is gonna be the characters the acting the comp is the story, which are all terrible. But the most egregious thing that made me go, this was so easy. You could have, you could have made this passable. They, why did they choose a Latin man from Miami 
to rap over over the soundtrack it's they could have they they had so many options they could have gone traditional italian music perfect works they could they could have lifted music from the godfather or casino or something that would work I'd, i i mean i'd give it some i'd knock it off a few points they could have chosen like i don't know jay-z or pick your damn new york rapper mm-hmm. to like rap and it would have also fit why did they choose a Latin man from Miami to do to, to, this? It makes no sense. And yeah, the tonal shifts in the soundtrack just send me. Because not only do they, not only do they cold shift from from uh like uh, what is it? what's a fucking like Sicilian guitar music to trap remixes of like Italian singers but but they also just will slide in like the theme from Shaft or like Smoke on the Water which is just just crazy just it's, crazy it's so it's so amazing but let, let's get away from the soundtrack for a second because when i saw that this movie scored a 0% on Rotten Tomato one after watching it one i'm not surprised but but before watching it i was like you know i remembered a thousand words which hey don't get me wrong was not a good movie but it wasn't like terrible i didn't you know hate myself watching it Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. movie beats that movie with a fucking sledgehammer with how bad it is is. and this i will say this Thousand words had moments where where you thought to yourself, "Oh, okay, you know what? That's that's apropos of what this movie would do, or what fits with the themes that the movie's going for." This movie, nothing it has chosen makes any sense. And what's more egregious in my mind is that this is based off of real events. And they use real footage throughout the whole movie of like had, the actual people. They had the story pre-written and it's a crazy one at that. I don't know the entirety of like the New York mob busting movement from like the 80s and 90s, but I know it's an eventful one. There's no way it couldn't be like, and they this screwed movie, this, it up. And this they movie makes me believe it, it was literally just like old white men sitting around and just having the same conversation like 20 times. Oh my God. If I have to hear, if I have to hear more about just pick your random Italian guy name, the word Dick and then fuck. And then something about killing someone. I'm going to hurt. I'm going to hurt someone. The script was written by AI. You cannot convince me otherwise. But <laughs> they they I, literally, they had, they, they like raided open AI's laboratory, stole a pre, <laughs> like a pre, a pre done thing of chat GPT and just fed it just some basic bog standard, like mob movies. But I actually want to get back to the Rotten Tomatoes real quick because there was actually a discrepancy between the critics reviews and the audience reviews because audience reviews were coming in and they were very high for the time. And people seem to think that, you know, the high audience score compared to the 0% the critics gave it was a stealth campaign of fake users rating this movie highly by the production, allegedly. And they actually ended up using this 
as a marketing strategy for the movie with the official Twitter account putting out that this this is the tweet audiences loved got loved Gotti but critics don't want you to see it the question is why trust the people and see for yourself <laughs> what it's, the what fucking marketing is like hey except for maybe like the room which you know was tri- playing itself as like a dark comedy when in reality it was actually like you know a uh, you know trying to be a romantic story but th- where where why would you ever want to market your movie as like hey guys this movie that we put our hard-earned hours into is complete garbage you guys need to come check it out don't listen to the critics it's, listen to all the p- people we paid to write good reviews about us it, well, well the thing about paying to write good reviews is just it's it's like they're trying to be they're trying to spin the stupid self-awareness bit that like exactly like the room did but instead of them leaning into it and going like oh what a goofy bad movie they're just they're also trying to pretend like they got like they did something that like has that has like i don't know the sag after them for it and you're like it's it's just not a good movie and the fact that they allegedly just funneled money into fake users is crazy and just and, you know i, yeah. I want to say i want to say something real quick um before we go any further just so you guys can kind of get a picture i was going to say this for the end but i'm going to do it right here when a mob movie is bad like i've me and mike have talked about before where we think like we've talked like, yeah, you know, I think the most disappointingly bad movies are comedies because when you're not laughing, it's you know, you're not the movie's not doing its job. But when a mob movie is bad, it is so disappointing because, you know, a bad comedy is one thing, but a bad mob movie feels as illegal as the crimes they commit in the movie. <laughs> I mean, some of, some of the best movies of all time are gangster movies like Godfather one and two casino, Goodfellas, Scarface. And when those movies have to share air with Gotti, it makes me think that there is a hell and we're all going to it for witnessing such a fucking disaster of a movie. Absolutely. It is it is true that the that like the in terms of movies and like success relative to failures, the mob movie genre, sorry, not franchise is just it's it is it is oversaturated with pure success like mm-hmm. pure magical movies about grit rawness grittiness hardcore this and that and stories of you know human experience the rise and fall blah 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 so just it feels like the bad part the bad movies that go into that genre just taste worse mm-hmm. compared to something like comedies which are a dime a dozen bad comedies comparatively Mm. speaking it feels like it just feels like the bad ones in in mob movies stand out more and Mm -hmm. that's Gotti's. and that's Gotti's most that that's the one thing about Gotti that i won't pin on the movie specifically it's that the genre they chose if you screw it up you screw it up big time Mm mm-hmm and lastly, before we get on to our drinks, you know this movie was nominated for Razzies, but didn't win any, actually. And you know we just have to mention those before we go any further. You 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 already know. Just like Bucky Larson, if it do, if it gets nominated and doesn't win Razzies, 
I would argue that's worse. <laughs> Unless it's the actors specifically. If it's the movie gets nominated for like worst blah, 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 and doesn't win, that's how you know mm-hmm. it is boring and bad instead of <laughs> hilarious and bad. So this movie was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Actor, John Travolta, Worst Supporting Actress, oh, uh, what's her name, Kelly Preston, Worst Screenplay, Worst uh, On-Screen Combo, Kelly Preston and John Travolta. And I want to stop really quickly on the director, Kevin Connolly, which, Mike, I don't know if you know who that is, but he is primarily known as playing uh, Eric Murphy on the show entourage and he directed this movie oh oh all you had to say was the word entourage and i instantaneously knew that this was a dumpster fire it's really you don't like you you seem Uh, like the type of guy that would like entourage fuck you (laughs) i've never seen entourage so i i don't know (laughs) it's such a it's such a stupid ass show it's it's so bad and just any association with entourage my brain instantaneously goes to oh no (laughs) yeah 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 no that doesn't surprise me bro-y just terrible dialogue yeah no that fits that fits 100 percent. yeah that fits Okay, so let's go on to the ever important question we have on this podcast here, which is Mike, if Gotti was a drink, not the, not the person, the movie, what would it be and why? This is bad. It's not good. But you know what? We we have to soldier on. John Travolta, we've decided or I've decided is Campari. He's bitter. If you use him right, he's great. If you don't, he will screw everything up. And he alone didn't screw everything up because this 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 piece was doomed from the start. Wholeheartedly. So you know what? Let's rip the band-aid off. 1.5 ounces Campari, toss it in your glass. There's no there's no point in sugarcoating it. Just toss it in. Okay. The relationship the key relationship in Gotti, they try and ham fist a lot. But the key one is the relationship between John J. Gotti, Travolta, and his son, John A. Gotti, played by actor number seven. Mm-hmm. It is bad, awkward, the chemistry of the chemistry of water and oil, and you don't care about either of them at all, ever. Nothing they do is has weight. No choices they make feel emotionally driven. So you know what, you know what goes well with, you know what, and you know what, we're going to add confusion to this because it's a sour relationship. It's a confusing addition to the movie that you feel like should work, but doesn't. So grab half a lemon, juice it into your, into your 1.5 ounce Campari. It's weird, but yeah, you know, maybe it'll work. Drop the damn lemon in. Rind and all. Now you're confused. You, yes. you 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 may have had something. You don't anymore. Whatever it is, it's a screw up, and it should go in the drain. But we will we will soldier on. Okay, the story structure. It makes no sense. It makes no damn sense. The movie tries to do the the artsy artsy Quentin Tarantino, and if you're a nerd, 
uh, Wong Kar Wai perspective of disjointed storytelling. We're going to tell a story, but you got to piece together what happens. But it sucks at it. It's like if a 14-year-old watched Pulp Fiction and went, I can I can do a disjointed story, and they just just snipped off their script into different pieces and then just did a freaking Mad Libs with it. So for that confusing story structure that makes no sense and adds nothing to the drink, I want you to grab a can or a, a bottle of fucking cinnamon. I want you to pour it in. Pour in... Pour in, pour in as much as your ancestors tell you until they say stop and then tell your ancestors to shut the hell up and do three sprinkles more. Okay, great. We don't know what the hell's going on anymore. We don't. It's confusing. It's spicy, cinnamony, and it has a, just a lemon in it. Okay, great. Um, Oh, that's right. It's a mob movie. It's got Italians. Buca de Beppo. It's in New York. Bitter. Blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, mob movies. They're hardcore. They're bitter. They got serious stuff going on. Okay, so let's grab ourselves something Italian. You know, it's it bitter Italian uh, uh, Kinoto. For those that don't know, it's literally just a bitter Italian soda. It's literally just bitter. That's all it is. Grab it. Un- just screw off the top. Pour it in, pour in the, this Kanoto bitter soda until it reaches the top. Now, oh, what, what, we got to do something. We got, we, we're not done. This, this doesn't have the visual aspect to it. It's got to have that little extra something, something. Let's grab the ever Italian uh, chamoy and just pour it in. And then, you know what, for a little bit of, you know, flair, a little bit of, a little bit of, just a visual stuff that'll make you interested. Sprinkle some tahini on top. The Italian s- seasoning we all know. And you have my gaudy cocktail. With just a lemon in the bottom <laughs> and tastes it's just too much like cinnamon and is bitter. What? It, it's, <laughs> it's confusing. It's bitter. It's sour. Nothing works. Nothing makes sense. It's just all there floating. And then to sprinkle it on. And Italian. Except for the damn Chamoy. Why was that added? Who knows? Why was Pitbull in the movie? Also, who knows? (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. That, um, please don't make us, please don't make us try that. I don't. <laughs> that sounds very like like what, what was the one you did for Mortal Kombat? That was like just a shit ton of protein powder. I'm just imagining like a shit ton of cinnamon <laughs> where it gets like muddy, and then it's like I'm just drinking it's, straight cinnamon. It's just it's just you're just you're just you're doing this cinnamon challenge, but in liquid form. God, it's like, please, it's like no. a cinnamon marinade. Okay, um, sure, yeah, I, that that works. I think I don't know. This movie fucking broke me. But we're going to fucking power through. Okay. Good job, Mike. I guess. So, uh, <laughs> my cocktail. So, we got a gangster movie with John Travolta that's got horrible pacing, too many characters, takes itself way too seriously. Nothing in this movie is good, but it's a mob movie. You know, when I think mob movies, I think like straight whiskey or scotch. But, you know, I've kind of put myself in a corner here for choosing vodka for the Travolta thon. But, I did see John Travolta drinking a martini in this movie, so I'm going to go in that direction. Now, how can you horribly fuck up a martini for our vodka? Burnett's, it's got to be. 
Let's go with a hundred proof Burnett's vodka. Now we're not going to use a regular martini glass. No, no, no. If you go on Amazon, you're going to look up jumbo martini glasses that can hold like four to six uh, regular martinis, and you're going to be drinking out of that. So let's toss in three shots of Burnett's for our vermouth. Come on. Does this movie really deserve the class of vermouth? No, 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 no. Grab yourself three shots of dry sherry for a poorly made mob Uh. movie. Oh, no. Yeah, giving you flashbacks to Sarah T, isn't it oh, now, Mike? No. Oh, not vodka and sherry. It's so bad. <laughs> so for how fast this movie goes, and not in a good way, for how quickly things are introduced and then dropped, make yourself a cup of coffee. Great value Walmart will do. Instant coffee. <laughs> now that's better. Make it and leave it out till it gets about room temperature. And then just add that in. And also add in a sprinkle of coffee grounds. Why not? But you know what else this movie is? It's boring. So you know what to do. Take that same cup you made the coffee in, fill it up with water, and then add that into your drink. Uh, did I mention that I didn't like this movie? Th- throw in a shot of bitters, too, for how this movie made me feel. And uh, for garnish, instead of olives, here's what you're going to do. Throw in some sliced up mangoes. Why? Fuck you. We have Pitbull. So, and to round everything together with this strange watered down coffee, vodka, sherry cocktail that has mangoes in it, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the bar and you're going to grab one of those like really thin straws that you get there. And I mean like like really fucking thin. And you're going to have to chug this entire drink through a straw and you'll be chugging for like two minutes and you'll think, how much more do I have? And then you look down and you still have like seven eighths of the drink left. And that's this movie. I've never heard a drink. I one also love that we both chose to have just stray fruit in the glass. I'm a, that's a you, weird we got pit bull. It's just why the hell is maybe in the hotel in room the movie? It could have been maybe in the hotel holiday Inn, or whatever the stupid song is. Okay. I do love the cocktail. I feel like if we drink that, I'm going to both vomit and need to run around, run around my building because it's just the amount of the amount of vomit induced energy I will have is just haunting, haunting. Yeah, no, guys, don't don't watch Gotti. Listen to this podcast. Don't watch Gotti. Absolutely. Let, uh, Absolutely. Let's let's fucking rip the band-aid off. Go try either me or Mike's drink. I don't give a shit anymore. This is the Travolta thon. <laughs> and let's talk about motherfucking Gotti. So if you want to know how badly this movie starts, it's we start out on John Travolta and he turns around and talks directly to the camera and does that whole like, hey champ. Teacher said you got caught dropping trowel in your math class. You can't be doing that, son. But basically, the whole gist of this is like, hey, he started from the bottom and now he's here. And this just that I don't know if it's the it's the acting, it's the writing. It's just like if you want an idea of how bad this movie is into like one like minute long clip, watch this opening scene. That's all you need to know about this movie. This is exactly exactly i do love the do the hey champ 
Teacher said you smoked pot outside. She got you. What's up with that, man? What's up? Drug drugs are whack, you know? Really, really take things down a notch, bro. You're like, you're like, shut up. But and moving on, the the first minute of the movie is John Travolta doing his like, oh yeah, I'm a gangster. I work from the ground up thing. His accent is, you know how like Will or like you and your friends will occasionally do the fake Italian mamma mia or like spicy mm-hmm. meatball. That is literally John Travolta doing that. There is no Italian, come on, ma, that you see in like, that you see in Saturday Night Fever, which is a really honest, like, impression. I don't know what the hell happened in like the 40 years, 40 or 50 years after, but Travolta lost his ability to do the, come on, ma, like Brooklyn accent. And instead, it now just sounds like he's doing like a gangster Mario. And the fucking Gotti family personally asked for him to play John Gotti. That's that's the that's the crazy thing. I mm-hmm. did not know that, but that is nuts. That is actually an insane thing to ask. And and how did he how did he screw it up? He's from Jersey. Like I know that's not New York. New Yorkers get re- New Yorkers and New Jerseyans get real sensitive about that. But he's close. Like he's he's close enough. Like he should be able to like hem it up a little bit, but. All that time in L.A., you know, doing Battlefield Earth really just did a number on him, I guess. Now we smash cut to Travolta, like, in a room with two other gangsters talking to him. And it just fucking drops you in so fast. Anyways, uh, Massapequa, Long Island. And they, like, with, like, a digitally de-aged John Travolta, he's, like, sitting there and he's got, like, apparently he's got work to do for Don Carlo Gambino. While this guy, Neil Delacroche, or something drops exposition he's got his boss and this kidnapper thing went wrong and the gambino crime family isn't backing down and the acting here is so cheesy it's like they're it's, trying too hard to be serious and they're literally it's my favorite thing is john travolta is is just doing gangster mario but the rest of the people who are who are supposed to be these deep entrenched mobsters they're all doing like their best Vito Corleone impression, but for mm-hmm. their character, it's all just meatballs, and you're like, "Oh, shut up!" You're like, "Can, can one of you just talk in like a brick, like a Brooklyn accent?" It's okay. But anyways, John Travolta's de aging because we, it's so bad. It's really bad because mm-hmm. this is like, like in 2018, back when like the technology wasn't really quite there yet. I mean, it's, yeah, it's still they, not even there yet. Like, it's not even there yet. Like, we, like, for those who have seen The Irishman, when they de-age Robert De Niro, it's, or, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson in uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, they de-age mm-hmm. you, and it looks okay, but not 100% there. This was years before that, so it mm-hmm. looks extra bad. It looks like old John Travolta, but without wrinkles. That's you it. can really like you. No. I think you can really see it like around the cheekbones and the mouth. That's really where yes. I see the de aging. Yes. Like they, yes, because technology is just so like we haven't really been able to figure out the mouth yet. Yeah, like, I don't, that's, that's weird to say, but like it's just that's, more difficult to make look realistic. They, they couldn't touch that up in Blender. 
<laughs> no, no. So now we cut to a bar with smoke on the water on the radio. And Travolta oh. enters this like moodily lit bar and just sits in the corner. And these two other guys enter and walk past some guy named James who's now, quote unquote, under arrest in this bar. So fucking smoky. I know they're playing smoke on the water, but like, I mean, it, this thing, like, you could. If they added any more smoke, I wouldn't fucking be able to see what's going on. <laughs> it's that is it's it's so why is it so smoky? Why is it so smoky? Also, the, also, the movie will just sit there and drop. Yeah, he's got to smoke Johnny down the street. And it's like supposed to be the like, hey, this world is lived in. Can't keep up. But it now just feels like they're just dropping. Oh, yeah. You know, Johnny down the street, the guy who does the X and Y, you know, he's got to do the thing. And you're like, I don't know any of these characters. I don't know what that means. Why? I, you okay, got to warm exactly. me up to these characters. And they're like, no, you don't. It's Johnny. And you're like, oh, OK, we'll just go. Uh, sure. Sure. More fog. So anyway, James fights these guys off who try to come in and arrest him, but they're not cops. They wrestle James to the ground and John Travolta walks up and just fucking shoots his eye out all while like the barmaid just like fucking stands there talking on the phone, totally unfazed at like the murder that just happened in front of her. <laughs> and also John, Travol John Travolta just fucking yells at the TV because a boxer won or some shit. And then he monologues. He's now a made fucking man. Then we cut to a prison where some guy gets fucking wheeled out, decked out like fucking Hannibal Lecter, and we're in Springfield, Missouri, federal penitentiary. Then some dude with glasses just sits in an interrogation room. Then a fucking old John Travolta sits down with him. They hug. Turns out John Travolta has cancer, does one-arm push-ups, and is missing half a tit. And he's also talking it's to John Jr., his son. They, they, they hard cut from the 70s to like modern day i don't know i don't know what Gotti john Gotti like was old and died or whatever all i know is that he got taken down and went to jail but mm -hmm. they just it just cuts it doesn't go present day and then it's like does the disjointed it just like just hard cuts to old john travolta and mm -hmm. it's so confusing it's so confusing yeah and john travolta's like listen to me I'm your father. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I, I guess that answers that question of who they are. And John Jr. is like, but listen, if I take this plea deal, I can get closure. It's just a plea deal of like five and a half to seven years. I can get my, I can get back in uh, my kid's life before they're teenagers. I'm like, okay, so I'm following this. But then boom, cut to the Lewisburg Penn Federal Penitentiary where John Travolta, a younger one, is also in jail. And his kids are going to be cops for Halloween. And he's not happy about that and starts yelling oh at his gosh. wife. And, th and they do that Italian thing where they basically like perform domestic like verbal abuse against each other and then end it by saying, I love you and everything is fine. But boom, <laughs> no, no, smash. We don't, we can't, we can't hold on this, Michael. We have to keep fucking going because, I, John, uh, okay. <laughs> because John Travolta is out of prison and he's outside his house. But no, he's back in prison at the Greenhaven Penitentiary. Uh, now he's in the back of a car, gets his cuffs off because he's got like medical furloughs and the guards in his who, back pocket. Yeah. It's, we're moving so fast i can't i can't make jokes huh how funny how weird is that uh i think they're playing i think at this point the scene they're they're playing the theme song from shaft which is very weird which is, I, I which is super duper weird okay no then we go to a hotel where Gotti enters with a gun and just walks into a room shoots some guy and just leaves all while telling this half-naked woman hey good work that's just fucking sitting in the bed it's, 
Who is this woman? Who is this man that got killed? The world may never know. How many bro- How many licks does it take to get to center of a Tootsie Pop? We may John never Travolta know. John Travolta knows. <laughs> John Travolta knows. And, he, and he's going to, when you hear the th- Shaft theme playing, you should run. Okay, back in prison he goes. But back to old John Travolta and John Jr. More talking, more exposition. Travolta's like, listen, we was going to go out of town to build a big wall. I want what's best for you and your family. I don't want you in prison but I don't want you bound to these pieces of shit. Once you get in, you'll never be free again. Howard Beach, Queens, 1976. Who knows when it is? We're, we're hard cutting back to back to the past. It's, it, fuck, it fucking could be the 1800s. We don't have time for that. Oh, we, it's, it's, it's a blink and you'll miss it time frame reference that's in the bottom right hand corner, which I didn't see most of the time because most of the time it wasn't damn there. But here we get told it's 1970. Like, what is it? Six? 76. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there we go. So Travolta gives some kids uh, uh, some money and wants them to go do something, but him and John Jr., I think, are fucking going somewhere. But no, we have to go to the New York Military Academy on a TV news report on John Gotti and extortion and the mafia. But John Jr. is at this New York Military Academy, and people look at him, and John Jr. just fucking leaves the room. But then we go back to Travolta's house where he, 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 he walks out and it cuts. That What was that scene for? Who knows? He's there and he left. So back to Travolta's house. Angelo Ruggiero, Travolta's best friend since they were kids, comes to talk to John Travolta. Old Angie. We all know old Angie. Old, old Uncle Ange. So Travolta is yelling at the TV because he's losing money gambling on sports. And and Travolta apparently is like not feeling all that hot. And Angela's like, yo, I got this guy in the car. Let's go. Also, uh, Frankie Travolta's son got straight A's. Anyways, Travolta is leaving with Ange. Go <laughs> I love do little, I love that little, I love that little nugget that you drop in there. Where that the movie also drops in, where they're just like, Oh, Frankie got straight A's. Isn't he a great kid? We love Frankie. Moving on. And you're like <sighs> as the audience member, I went, Who's Frankie? What what is his is he his kid? Okay, cool. Who fuck Frankie? Who cares? We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like this is what I'm talking about. This movie just fucking drops stuff at you, and you're just supposed it's, to like well, get it not- and under. It feels like you're supposed to already understand what was going on with John Gotti and the Cambino crime family. Before you went into this, like it feels like I had to do homework well, before watching this movie. That's, well, exactly. That's the that's the problem. It's not like see, it's <sighs> trying to do the same freaking thing that the Lord of the Rings and Dune books did, where it's like, oh well, yeah, this world's lived in. They've got their own. I've got their. I've got a. They got their own damn language. Mm-hmm. Like, pick, keep up, keep up, stupid. But this movie, it's it's doing it's doing it for a movie. Those were books. Like that's. Mm-hmm. There's no the no one knows the source material outside of people from freaking like New Jersey and like New York. Like we don't like the the movie can't just assume you know the intricacies of the mob. That's not that's not how people work. Well, even like with Lord of the Rings and Dune, it's like took you take their time and you are intrigued by the world like even fucking blade runner you're intrigued by the world because like with yeah. either interesting visuals and you know interesting little nuggets of information that they will just kind of drop and there is a plot moving things forward and you give a shit about these characters about the only <laughs> thing i know about john about a uh, Gotti in this movie is he's played by john travolta and he's italian yep, yep. 
That, that that's, that's all this movie is giving it. me. He's he's been to jail several times. That's all I know. Okay, so later, uh, Bergen Hunt and Fish Club. Gotti goes to talk to Willie Boy Johnson and Bobby Borelio. I'm butchering these fucking names. <laughs> we, we hear something, something about the Greek mafia. Also, one of Travolta's boys helps an old lady across the street. But then Travolta stops to talk to the boxer, um, the great white hope. It's- but I, he's not working out anymore because of Tully's or some shit went out of business and they walk a, it's, away. It's such a stupid nonsense conversation. It's like, they're like, oh, there's John Gotti. Well, how's it going, Skip or whatever your name is? He's like, oh, well, they shut down old Tully's. And he's like, what? That's such a shame. And as and, the viewer, are we supposed to go, oh, no, what heinous act is Tully's involved in? It's nothing. They just go, oh, shucks. And Travolta's like, oh, deal with it. He doesn't. And it just moves on. And we never come back to it. You understand my frustration (laughs) with this movie. There's no Chekhov's gun. There's got to be there's got to be a Chekhov's 22 somewhere. Like, I mean, it doesn't need to be a big gun. Just needs to be something. Listen, the 22 is in my hands now. <laughs> it's, exactly. You're just you're just this close. You're just sitting there, just like I swear to God, this movie doesn't doesn't use this. I'm gonna shoot my own TV. <laughs> okay, so we cut to later. John Junior lying on the couch with a busted hand. Travolta walks in, like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And Junior's like, "Yo, we were just handling business." Travolta's like, "You show up." Atta boy, you didn't back off. Don't take a backward step. Do you know how close you are to fucking up your future? But John Jr. doesn't want to go back to school. He's thinking about getting into the family business. Later, New York, 1979. Fucking disco <laughs> plays. And instead of dancing, John Travolta just sits and talks to some guy about the Lucchesi family and some guy named Gaspipe. And they have conflict. And Gaspipe apparently is a real sicko. And I think this is like when he's talking to Neil. I don't fucking know. Who is, who is, who are these people? The only mobster that we had any, the only two mobsters we've had any semblance of an introduction to is Angelo, who just had the phrase, he's my old friend. And Neil, who said he's my boss, like they're the two. Then they just go, "Oh, old gas pipes, a real sick motherfucker." I think he's talking. I think I think I think Travolta's talking to Neil in this scene. I think. Oh, okay. Listen, there are so many fucking new people that you introduce. I'm like, okay, which 50 year old white guy is it this time? Like every (laughs) fucking scene, I'm like, oh, who is it? It's there's no distinction either. They're just old white guys with with very just just fat sagging faces. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Travolta talks about the Genovese crime family and some insanity plea going on. Exposition, something about Vincent the Chin Gigante. I don't fucking know. Boss of the Genovese crime family. He apparently runs it. But okay, back to the bar where Travolta wants to be the guy on the streets then asks another about a random guy talking to frankie uh sammy the bull and he doesn't even like him travolta doesn't like anyone he doesn't trust people who haven't done the time but then frank DeSecco, i don't fucking know i'm terrible at pronouncing names sits down <laughs> with travolta and his boy and introduces sammy the bull to travolta 
and Travolta talks about his time in prison. They raise a glass. Why the fuck is Travolta drinking out of a martini glass? I don't know, but it inspired me to make my cocktail. And he, okay. it's just so fast. The the movie, the the movie expects you to have intricate knowledge on who was involved with the Gambino crime family during its twilight years. During, 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 like, what the hell's his name? John Gotti's final years. It's, yeah. And they just drop, they're like, yeah, Frank DeChico. He's, yeah, he's a classic wise guy. Moving on. He introduced you to Sammy the Bull. Who's Sammy the Bull? Who knows? Gas pipe. Our old friend. Why don't you tell us what's going on? You're like, there's too much going on, man. You gotta slow the hell down. Okay. Back to modern day with Travolta talking to John Jr., more debating Travolta on lying. Jr. doesn't. John Jr. doesn't want to miss his kids again. That's modern day. We go back to the Travolta house where little Frankie is getting put to bed. And no, now we got to go to the Gotti residence, 1980. Another day. Little Frankie is just fucking outside on his motorbike while everyone else is inside eating. We cut to some guy driving. You already fucking know where this is going. Little Frankie gets hit by a car and mom runs out to check on little Frankie and a bunch of people are fucking crowding him where then we cut to the it's, hospital where I need to finish this scene, Michael. We will talk about it here in a second. Trying to chime in, but go the ahead. cut to the hospital where we got some weird focus effect with John Travolta pacing with his family being out of focus. It doesn't look natural at all, but neither is death, which is exactly what Frankie is now. So like, yeah, that's so tragic. It's, now you can talk, Mike. <sighs> All right. <laughs> the movie just slapped down what would be like a hammer or like a like just just a big scene that would be like that would move the story along in a really cool way. One, I don't know who the hell Frankie is outside of he got straight A's. Big problem. Two, the shot composition for the entirety of the scene in the hospital and during the car thing, terrible. Awful. Oh, yeah. It it's, literally oh, it shows the car speeding. It literally shows the car, a sped up footage of the car driving towards the camera, stopping, and then a picture, like a footage of the kid looking and then covering his face, and then he's just on the ground. And then mm-hmm. a stock screen, stock woman scream plays. Literally stock screaming sounds i'm not kidding plays and it's it's so exhausting and so out of context and so terrible i don't get any of it moving on like it 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 just uh, why who watched this movie and was like yes we 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 want to have we want to have this movie playing in our theaters also i don't know if i mentioned this but this movie premiered at the 2018 Cannes Film Festival. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, who? How do? Because I have I'm submitted getting, to I'm... film festivals before. I have been rejected. A lot of people have been rejected. How? What did the festival judges see <laughs> in Gotti? Where they were like, this is going to be a this is going to be a Cannes premiere I, and it's going to be I big. Love I love that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who you know one of those judges got like you know the one of those good judges like got wined and died or something like they like ten, like mr mr entourage brought bought like bought like an escort <laughs> and was just like it was just like it needs to premiere at cans 
<laughs> okay, we got more quick scenes after this. We go back to the house where Travolta hugs his son, John Jr., probably the first time he's ever done that. But then the next morning, John Jr. wakes up and hears his father, like, fucking sobbing hard. But even later, Travolta's wife is having a panic attack, and Travolta calms her by hugging her and stroking her hair. <laughs> and then on the street, Travolta comes up it's- to some gangsters and they're asking questions about the death of his son. They want a reason, but Travolta says there there ain't a reason, and he's going to go take his wife to go see family in Florida. And the other gangsters just look on like they're thinking really hard about a math problem <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> they look so good. They, they okay, all right. The wife just has a mental break, and you're like, okay. I'm having cool. a mental break, Michael. I, I, as I looked at her and I just went, girl, same. Girl, same. But no, she's like going nuts. Gotti like hugs her and is like, ah, it's okay, babe, or something like that. And then he just leaves. He doesn't like, he doesn't, the, doesn't fade to black and he's like leaving the house. It's literally just, 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 he's there and he's like, he's like, all right, you okay? You done having a vicious hallucination of your dead son? All right, cool, peace. And then he just get leaves. Milk. Yeah, exactly. Milk and cigarettes. And then, yeah, the people are like these red, these random people are just like, what's it? What it do, Gotti? He goes, I'm going to Florida, and they all just, yeah, they all look at him like they just are like, they just smelled a very confusing smell just off of Gotti and don't want to say anything. So they're just like, oh, okay, cool, man. And then they just all awkwardly shuffle around like lemmings until it fades to black. <laughs> You know, uh, before we started recording, I sent Mike a picture of John Travolta in this movie, and he said John Travolta looks like he just smelled a nasty fart. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of how he looks in this entire movie. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Mariah Carey had two emotions. John Travolta has damn one, and it's just I smelled a fart, and it was not not good smelling. <laughs> and that's okay. Okay, so now we go to now we cut to like a, a news report where the reporter is talking about Frankie's death, but the neighbor apparently who hit Frankie is no longer here. There's like an abduction, a mysterious abduction, but we're not going to come back to that because we go back to the house where Vicky is still in bed and Travolta's like, "All right, you got other kids. Up and after it. Come on, let's go. <laughs> up, up, come on, dude, dude. Therapist of the century. She lost her child and is having and just had a." hallucinating mental break and John Travolta's like yeah you know what someone's gotta cook dinner and he slaps her across the face and goes get up and you're like what the hell is it like has there been like has it been once she lost her kid I, I don't know if that's suitable also was there like a time jump it's like it feels like he just it like four hours passed and he got mad like you're like I don't know because but there's a time jump here Mike because we go to Christmas in 1984, where the Gaudis are throwing a Christmas party, which sounds like the most dangerous Christmas party you could ever go to. And, <laughs> you know, his wife just kind of looks better because Travolta, yeah, you know, like, she, fucking. Uh, you, uh, hmm, uh, uh, she, she looks so pleased. Like, it doesn't. I didn't know it was 1984, Max. I didn't know. I thought it was the same goddamn year. You just thought I she recovered like that. I thought she compartmentalized like a freaking, like, I don't know, a soldier or something. Like, it was just insane. Like, 
it just pants to them at a Christmas party. And he's like, oh, I love you so much, babe. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. We bounced back from the kid. I guess he was an asshole. But like, damn. <laughs> All right. Shoot. <laughs> Okay, so Travolta flirts with his wife by threatening to punch her in the mouth with well, all these lobsters and mobsters' wives mingle, and Travolta pulls out his cigar to go smoke with, I think, Neil. I don't know. And Travolta talks about Sammy being a prick. I don't know, fucking probably. But then we got a newspaper article, 10 members of the Gambino crime uh, family indicted. But no, now we go to a parking garage where Travolta yells at Ange about being ashamed. And Travolta doesn't want to hide who he is and neither should. And Staten Island, 1985, we're in a mansion. Where Paul Castellano is hugging other mobsters while Travolta is monologuing about how he doesn't like him. And Travolta gets in his car while Paul watches him drive away. Now, also, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping the hell in right you. now. Thank you. All right. Talk John Travolta freaking the, the movie needs to pick a damn lane with whether or not it wants to narrate. It literally will sit there and just have John Travolta narrate as if he's like talking to you from the first one minute of the movie. But then it'll just he'll just dip like he'll literally just dip for like 20 minutes the entire time that he was talking about like like being on payroll and all that. It's just he's just not there like he's just not there and shit just progresses. Like, it doesn't go like, oh, the day I lost Frankie, that's the day, that's the day my wife changed. It's literally just Frankie's dead, and he's, and then he just pops back in. It's hmm. the worst. I hate it. You want to know what this script, okay, so I made the joke earlier, this movie feels like it was written by AI. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a backslash on that. This, this movie feels like it was written by a screenwriter who, like, had a box, and in that box was like a bunch of slips of paper with like different mob movie stereotypes that you could involve in a movie. And he just violently shakes it, reaches in and picks out like, OK, that's going to be on this page. He's monologuing to the camera. Then, OK, oh, we got a wedding scene. We, OK, we got to write that in there just immediately next. OK, yeah, what do we have next? Child's dead. OK, we're going to add that in. They just, they just go from dead kid to Christmas to a wedding. <laughs> They do. <laughs> they, oh okay. they literally do. That's that's not a lie. They go from a kid dying to Christmas to a wedding. No, before we get to the wedding, we got a murder. We have, oh, I think, well, a murder at, at some point, but more just fucking bland talking in the car where Travolta says, "If Paul goes to prison, then Tommy Bellotti." The guy with Paul is going to be the street boss. And Travolta asks Neil, like, what's going on? But he's the boss. There's a lot of scrutiny going on. And Travolta's like, what's Paul's contribution to society? And Neil's like, get off my back. And Travolta bugged Paul's house, then says racist thing. And Paul has diabetes where we cut to a bar where John Jr. and Rudy Scars. Sorry, give me a second. It's just random. It's just so much stupid dialogue is occurring. It's just, it's just, it's just. Dumb stuff, dumb stuff, dumb stuff, slur, dick joke, talking about Paul's, Paul Castellano's dick for a little too long. And then just slur, boring dialogue, boring dialogue, boring dialogue, transfer, shift, lift, and change perspectives. Okay, cut to a bar. John Jr., Rudy Scars Delerno, enter. They get in an argument with some people because they want to buy him a shot and a fight breaks it's, out because of this. Why does he? What the hell? 
the guy goes. Someone, the guy goes. Someone goes up to John Junior. Goes. Goes. Let me buy you a shot, and he cold cocks him. Why does he hit him? Well, Mike, let me ask you this: If some guy, even or, or whoever, comes up to you and says, "Hey, can I buy you a shot?" You're gonna be like, "Uh, sure." And you watch the bartender make it, and they pass it to you. you, you oh, thank you. You know. Being that he doesn't just fucking hand it to you, like, hey, try this mystery liquid. Besides, the <laughs> yeah, point, exactly. You're not gonna fucking cold cock a motherfucker for trying to be nice. <laughs> so weird. But back to some fucking house where Gotti Jr. and his buddy are talking about the fight. Uh, there were presumably at his friend's house, but then John Travolta walks through the front door and starts beating the shit out of his son, yells at him, <laughs> then slaps his friend because someone got killed. And these are some fucking awful, but amazing slapping effects. It's just like some, someone's clapping. That's all it is. It literally. No, that's my favorite. He's sitting there. It's it's. He goes up and and obviously John Travolta is doing his best. What have you done? What have you done? You've 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 you put scrutiny on me, and then he's just it's just like whoosh, pop pop pop. And I, I, so I have I have a business idea after watching this scene. For people who need interventions, can we just like hire John Travolta to break into your house in the afternoon and start slapping you in the face and yelling <laughs> about how you're tearing your family apart and exactly. you just do that shit as instead of an intervention. I would spend money on that. Exactly. I would just be like, okay, Mr. Travolta, stop slapping me and quit with that accent. It's very weird and annoying. By the way, we didn't see this motherfucker die. Like the, apparently the guy that got killed in the bar fight, we didn't see him die. Don't you think it would mean a little more if we, I don't know, fucking saw yeah him. like if he like if he punches like if you we see john jr punch him in the face and his head hits like hits a slab of concrete and you see blood spew out and and john jr's like oh shit we gotta go and they mm -hmm. run then you go okay this is a weighty scene something bad has happened john travolta is gonna find out and he's gonna come down but no it just goes hey you know that guy you punched in the nose kind of hard but not like super duper hard he's dead you're like oh okay okay now also andrew's here yelling at the other guy that's apparently his son and they're like, okay, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't bring heat down on my family. And then we hear Travolta monologue, but actually it was Angelo who brought down heat on his family. Exposition: The government was caught on tape. Uh, the government caught Angelo on tape talking about criminal activity and maybe bad mouthing Paul. But then at Travolta's house, Travolta, Ange, and Neil sit around trying to figure out what to do. That's this whole movie, just in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. so, it's something something like uh, Cosa Nostra Travolta gives a look like somebody farted tosses Ange out Neil has cancer what's he to do about Paul might need to go to war with them Travolta's like strike first strike hard that's that fucking scene did you get that okay good because we're moving on <laughs> <sighs> go to some diner okay where John Jr. gives mobsters some money and they're going to Regine's tonight while some other guy, I don't fucking know, there are too many characters. Talks it's to just, just, a, just a mob guy. Mob guy. Yeah. Uh, Johnny. I don't know. There's already another John. Oh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. This guy yeah, uh, is Billy. the reason that this guy is the reason John Gotti was arrested. The FBI picked up uh, Travolta on a tip. When we cut to a courtroom, Eastern District of New York, 1985. Lawyer it's doing lawyer speak. Travolta. Why did we? Why is that the cut? Why did the movie decide they go, all right, now it's time to get to the court hearings? And you're like, I just, 
Why? 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 <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, so yeah. Lawyer does lawyer speak. Travolta should go to jail. He's been granted a bail of a million dollars because he's not a flight risk. This other guy, Johnson, who was talking to Junior, shouldn't be granted bail because per the lawyer, he's been a confidential informant for the FBI for 19 years and starts yelling, Johnson's bail was denied. I'm like, why? He fucking works for y'all. He's working for the government. Uh, yeah, he's, they, they deny the bail of the guy who is helping the government, which I don't I don't know. This maybe that actually happened. And they just and just New York decided to be kind of dick or the FBI decided to be kind of dickish. That would mm-hmm. be That's, super that tracks, a, you know. That that would track. That would track. But for the movie's case, it's weird. It's just weird. <laughs> So, yeah, long story short, Johnson's begging for mercy. Travolta's like, oh, how am I going to kill a ghost? And shrugs him off. Oh, yeah, that guy's not going to fucking make it. But we cut to a parade now where they're playing fucking Pitbull. And it's a song. 1985, they're playing Pitbull. This song came out in 2012. And they're using this. They're like, you know, this really encapsulates the 80s. I'm like, why? No, they see. See, that's another. That's an itch. That's one of my issues. Is honest to God. This isn't like the soundtrack that's playing. Like it's great. Gat. Like it's Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby. They are, and I kid you not, playing it on the stereo. Someone turns the stereo down when the cops show up to break it up. And Pitbull's music goes down. They're canonically playing Pitbull on the stereo in 1985. I can't. No. No. Yeah, no. no. Okay. So we got to power through, Mike. We, we can do this. We can, I'm here for you, man. We got this. It's, we will get through this. We will overcome. We will We will endure. So the cops try to shut down this party, but Gotti's like, fuck you, light up them fireworks, and people chant Gotti's name as the cops just fucking walk away while pitbull is playing let's don't know if we mentioned that earlier so john jr meanwhile stops to talk to some girl they know each other it's some girl named kim he flirts offers her a beer she's 16 i don't fucking know how old john jr is this could be really weird offers a soda more talking back in the travolta household talking to neil paul wants to break up travolta's crew travolta's like why they yell travolta is a degenerate gambler travolta wants to kill the boss of the bosses neil is like no don't Random flashbacks of Willie Boy Johnson getting got. Neil's like attack from the inside in your history. Funeral. Now Neil is dead. Okay. Yeah, Neil's dead. Neil's dead. Just randomly. There's there's no indication. There's no indication on Neil that he is dying. He doesn't cough and go, oh, I mean, I'm he dying. Mentioned, I mean, he mentioned, if you remember, he mentioned really quickly that he had cancer. Yeah, he just goes, like, yeah, exactly. He goes, nah, I got cancer. Anyways, what are we going to do about Ange? You're just like, oh, no. Straight up, he just kicks the bucket out of nowhere. There's no coughing, no deterioration. He's there, he's not there. Okay, so now Neil is dead. Travolta is standing over when, like, a random black car drives up. Ange and Travolta give, like, a nod, head movement cues to each other while these men in black come up and watch. The men in black is like, Paul couldn't make it. He sends his prayers. And Travolta fucking walks off with them and he threatens them. Like he's still not a fan of Paul. The men in black guys just listen and just fucking walk away. 
But we flash back to alive Neil, and he says Travolta will need approval from the other families. It'll only be business. And Neil's like, listen, just get the families on your side. And says a bunch of people who maybe we've seen so far. He needs the support of Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx. Cut to Travolta. Back to talking to the men in black. I guess Neil is dead now. Again, I don't fucking know. Mike, why did we watch this movie? Why? I, we should we should have watched Get Shorty or or Pulp Fiction or something. Some fucking good movie. I need a good movie here soon. Which yeah, we're not gonna really. get. So uh December sixteenth, nineteen eighty five. Cut to Travolta and Ange talking to his soldiers. He gives a rundown. They're hitting Paul and anyone else who's in the car with him at a steakhouse will be the hit. Got six o'clock dinner reservations. They'll be in and out. Travolta finishes up his speech. We cut to the steakhouse. Travolta and his men are scattered while Travolta just sits in a car and watches. Inside the steakhouse, mm-hmm. these men and black guys sit down and talk. And I think Paul's there too. We're talking about him. I don't fucking know. They sit down. They see a car park and they talk about Paul. Then outside, Paul and his dudes are entering this steakhouse when Travolta's men just come out and just shoot them in the middle of Times Square. No masks, no <laughs> anything. There's, there are fucking they, shoppers around. They, it's, and granted, granted, it's New York was hardcore during this time. So yes. maybe this was okay. I highly doubt it. I feel like the mobsters would have covered their damn face. But anyways, whatever. It's fine. They just walk out randomly and shoot them and just walk off. And you're like, okay, fine. Okay, sure. I mean, I, ex- I expect this type of attitude on Black Friday, but not on like, you know, just some fucking exactly. random day in December. It's, it's just, I'm expecting someone to shoot another person over like a PS5 or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh we have a random news report. Then we cut to John Jr. entering another house where Ange watches a report on TV. John Jr. wants to know where his dad is. We cut to a room of a bunch of mobster-looking dudes, like a gathering of which of rich white Republicans. Travolta tells a story and <laughs> listens to one of the suits talk. They'll need another leader, and they nominate John Gotti. It's okay. Another. Oh my God. This is honestly. This is our rantiest, angriest one. Uh, behind Bucky Larson in a long time yeah in a long ass time this they just like that there's they just like that just nominate Gotti and they're just literally two guys go I nominate one guy goes I nominate Gotti the other guy goes I second it and that's it he's he's in charge like there's no one going I don't know blah 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 what the hell you do you just killed Paul, like, what the hell's going on? Blah, blah. They just go, okay. And they just let him be. It's, there's no consequence. There's no fight to the top. It's just things occur. Someone dies. Someone gets mm-hmm. killed. And he's, and he's in charge. Head of the it's, Gambino crime family. So, yeah. But now we got, go to Little Italy, 1986. Gotti exits his car and everyone stands around. They say, congratulations. Yeah, you know, good job. Neil's looking down on us. Um, Travolta threatens some random widow, I think. I don't fucking know. Uh, but then we cut to news reports of like the actual John Gotti along with like a rap song going where I'm pretty sure I heard Pitbull. a David Koresh line. So continuity <laughs> within our podcast with this episode <laughs> and our shout a thousand to, words episode. Hey, sh- shout out to Waco. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were about to say shout out to the guy who was responsible for Waco. No, 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 no. I was about to say, dude, listen, we're already trending on very like thin waters with this one. I don't even know if thin waters is a phrase. I don't care anymore. <laughs> this movie's fucking broke me. 
this this movie did break me. This movie, this movie makes me want. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. So, uh, Country Travolta <laughs> sitting on the this set. This makes of a me cow- want to. This makes me want to want to want to exit the server. <laughs> uh, Country Travolta sitting on the set of an alpha male podcast. Like it's not, but like it really fucking looks like it. Where he's telling they're, us, they look like they're about to. They look like they're about to tell us how women are objects and how that's kind of a based listen, idea instead like of all, utterly heinous. Like all wood paneling, nice chairs. They all got cigars in their hands. Exactly. There, I could already hear them talking about talking about women being property. <laughs> so also, there's there's is an Andrew Tate Italian. <laughs> No, but there is an Italian flag in this scene. Oh, of course there is. I don't quote me. I saw this on IMDb and I would try to like find the article where it came from, but I haven't been able to find it. But I, I don't know. It makes me happy reading it. So I'm just going to tell you all what it said. I think it's here where I read that the Italian flag in the background had to be added in in post because the crew accidentally put up the Mexican flag instead. <laughs> Ah, ah. Oh I, my listen, god, that's I don't great. Know if that's true, it's, but I read it on IMDb and I am choosing to believe it's true. That's <laughs> th- see, th- now it's just now now the movie <laughs> with that knowledge just feels like it's feels like it has like this secret Latino underlying thing going on. Just because like there's just Pitbull and then now the Italian flag they mistook for the Mexican flag. Like it's just <laughs> Why is this weird Latin underline here? Oh god, this movie makes Okay, let's just let's just power through, guys. Come on. We're almost there. We're almost there. So, uh yeah, Tr- uh, Travolta yells at Rudy for visiting a widow alone, which you're not supposed to do if you're in the mob apparently. But now we go to the Chin. You you remember him? The Chin says Gotti is getting too much press, so he's scheming. But then we cut away to one of the men in black, you know, who gets in his car that then explodes like, yo, that motherfucker dead. But then we cut mm-hmm. to Travolta and Ange talking in this bar and Ange is like, yo, I think that explosion was meant for you. And Travolta's like, lol, let's not worry, guys. Also, I didn't kill Paul. <laughs> Uh, but and he just he just slides that in and he goes yeah I didn't kill Paul whoever did was an absolute dick and you're like is that are they not what okay all right sure what what is the what is the continuity here uh by the way Ange put a hit out on gas pipe you remember him we see him get shot but he's fine he's alive I guess he just got hit in the shoulder I think but then we cut to some old cop uh find the out that the hitman was on but no we then cut to this guy getting dragged to into a cell where we then again cut to him hanging by his hands being interrogated by gas pipe i think i don't know all these people i don't know who it's just just some guy getting tort some the guy guy who tried to shoot some other guy is getting tortured and yeah gas pipe is like gas pipe's like who did it and he's like He's like, Angelo, and the guy's like, great, and he shoots him in the face, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, what, whatever. It's, <laughs> dude, none of this was, con- none of- this all felt inconsequential. Sure, whatever. This movie makes me want to go into a church and apologize for whatever I did. Bless me, Father Fry, I've sinned. I watched John Gotti. <laughs> watched Gotti, the movie. Okay, cut to Travolta talking to Chin, who tells Travolta that Ange put the hit out on a gas pipe. Chin isn't so sure about Travolta. Travolta's like, listen, no, trust me, bro. I'll look into it. But Chin is like, okay, let's close this matter. Cut back to modern day. Remember, 
We've been doing that. We just haven't done it in a little while. But when this movie doesn't do something within the first five minutes, you forget because it's just constantly throwing shit it's at just, you. No, it's just so it is. It is. It is the same dark timeline ADHD brain that the ice pirates has where it's just so much is occurring that you're just that you just you don't know what to say or do or it, you you have this this is the equivalent of those stupid like subway surfers family guy bit tiktoks mm-hmm. that you see like this is this is the movie equivalent of that it's just so much it's just so much stimulation but it's too much stimulation like i don't know may, maybe like the younger gen z or gen alpha can watch this movie and understand it i do not i am an old man <laughs> I, I like i like that you're i like that you've passed on the passed on the maybe i just don't get maybe it's for these kids and, like i just think that i think the movie blows i don't know if, i don't know if a, like a like a 17 year old is gonna be like i get this 100 percent. i understand all of what's occurring in Gotti. <laughs> okay now cut back to modern day travolta talking to junior travolta brought uh in junior's indictment travolta read it over a lot of times junior is still thinking about his family but travolta says you know be a man my freedom takes a back seat to my duty and manhood and i do run an alpha male podcast bro yeah exactly he just starts rambling on about what it means to be a man and like when this guy's like i kind of miss my family i'm kind of it's this 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 whole jail thing sucks i miss my family he's like come on be a man be a man men men suffer in prison instead of being there for their family <laughs> okay uh now we cut to travolta monologuing don't do a small injury men honor titles or some shit so he enters like this bar sits down with Ange, and they talk travolta's like why'd you do it and travolta's like i'm not going to war with the chin because of the gas because of gas pipe i had to get a meeting with the commission everyone wanted you dead you're on the shelf for life get out so Ange leaves staring down people in the bar as he exits later junior knocks on the door of Ange, who just brushes him off and is like leave don't say a word to this about your father cut to travolta talking to junior in the past travolta is like i can't let you violate the rules i can't treat you differently than anyone else and junior's like but you gave me the middle name of angelo and travolta's like i love him too and junior gets up and leaves okay 1987 daytime travolta in a courtroom jury has found travolta not guilty and he's happy about this outside the court a bunch of media are taking his pictures while walk like an egyptian plays why is walk like an Egyptian playing? Why isn't it? It's. I need an inhaler, could, Mike. I need this a is, fucking inhaler. Exactly. This is going to make you an asthmatic. They also they also call him the Teflon Don because they're like, it had nothing sticks. Which that, if I remember correctly, that's actually true. That's actually I true. They so, called yeah. John Gotti that. Which is which which which. This movie has the easy layup of making that hardcore. Easy layup. All they need to do, man. He's he can kill anyone, and he can do whatever he wants. He's the Teflon Don, and you're like, whoa. They make it comical. They actually make it comical. They make it sound like a damn bit, which is so insane. Okay, we're Mike. We are over two thirds of the way there. We can do this. We're in so, the end game now. We're in the end game now, Captain. So Mulberry <laughs> Street, Little Italy, Christmas Eve, nineteen eighty eight. John Jr. enters an office where he's getting questioned by gangsters. It's a society of brothers, La Cosa Nostra, Jr. getting inducted into the Gambino crime family. 
They run through the rules. No rats. Don't kill citizens. All that shit. Junior is in the crime family and he exits and encounters uh, Travolta. And Junior's like, this is the proudest moment of my life. They hug. It's all happy. Back at the Travolta household, Travolta talks to Junior like it's getting tougher. Travolta's like, I need guys who don't just do killing. But Junior's like, if we need to, we can find you a safe house. Like me and Mike are going to need after talking about this movie. We're going to need a padded cell. I'm going to need a padded cell and like, I don't know, at a van. Yeah. is like, I'm not running. We are going to leave a legacy. It's going to be the way I say it's going to be. And later, Travolta stands in the cemetery. Angelo died of cancer. Why? Hard cut. Hard cut. Hard, hard cut narrator. John Gotti going, Ange died of cancer, but I think he actually died of a broken heart. And you're like, oh my God. Okay, great. Cool. Whatever. He, at this point, at this point in the movie, I mentally went, okay, whatever. He died of cancer. Great. Angela's dead. Perfect. Move on. It's who gives a shit anymore. Mike, at what point? Because with all of the bad movies that we have covered, there, there always is like this feeling in your heart. They're like, okay. Maybe this movie can be turned around somehow. Exactly. Maybe it'll save itself. At what point is the where is the point of no return within this movie? And why uh, is it after the first scene? <laughs> it's, it's, I was I, I wanted to do the bit of being like, yeah, the first minute I went, this is irredeemable. I went, this is going to be a dumpster fire of a movie. I, for me, I think it's for me. I think it's like that that uh the pit the uh scene where they're listening to a uh, pit bull don't stop the party and are grilling and John and John Gotti just says is, fuck off to some cops. That's when I yeah that's okay if we're being if we're being honest with ourselves that is that is truly when I went this movie will never recover. I went like this is officially a movie that will never ever ever bounce back, <laughs> no matter how hard it tries. So Plaza Hotel, 1990. Travolta walks through the hotel. Everyone's giving credit to Junior. He'll get his own crew. They walk and talk. And, oh, Junior is getting married soon. Or, no, shit, today. But in this wedding venue, Travolta makes the round, shake hands, then knock off Frank Sinatra, like, lip sings a song. I don't fucking know which one, where John Junior then walks with his bride. Remember that girl he was talking to in that party scene? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is her. They have their first dance, and Travolta dances with his wife, and then even more people join in the dance floor and then hotel room service by Pitbull starts playing which, and, and everyone no, starts tw- and everyone starts twerking yeah which by the which you know that that didn't happen but you believed me for a second yeah exactly exactly until I chimed in everyone went hey, yeah that sounds about right <laughs> so cut to darkness then a news report where it's reported that um, Travolta is getting charged for the murder of Paul oh shit turns out his house was bugged and he's fucked they're listening to these tapes during court. And then we cut to Travolta in a jail cell, which, yeah, you know, he's fucked. But it just kind of fucking happens. It's so sudden. It's, it, there's no from? there's no lead in. There's no lead in. It's just it's just he's. Oh, yes. I'm celebrating my son's wedding. And then just clink. And, and he's just smugly sitting in a, like a jail cell. And you the viewer have no context. This movie is so ADHD. Any memory you have of what could have led to him being in jail has just flown out the damn window. Like he's here and he gets let out 
It's not like it's consequential. It's not like you get to dwell on it for a while. He's there and he gets let out. Okay, a guard comes to tell uh, to Travolta's cell like his buddy won't be there. But now 1992, two years, Travolta says, I should have listened to my own advice. Don't trust anyone who hasn't done time. Sammy the Bull talked, admitted his part in 19 murders. So Sammy snitches on Travolta. <laughs> murders. Murders. What murder? So Paul was selling out <laughs> Paul was selling out the family. Tipping point was the Ange tapes. The government wiretapped Angela's daughter's phone. Paul was tipped off. Travolta's not happy. Paul inherited his position, which everyone wasn't happy with, that Neil should have been the boss. Travolta is found guilty, five life terms, even gets charged a $50 sur- uh, surcharge. <sighs> okay. Another news report. Bunch of Gotti supporters are protesting outside the courthouse. Then they try to break into the courthouse for their leader, destroying property, which looks very familiar, doesn't it, United States? (laughs) Who knew? Who knew they were? They've been planning this since 1992. (laughs) So, okay, cut to a police stop. Eddie Lino, he gets got. Whoever the fuck that was. Cut to Bobby Berlino. Get shot in front of his kid. It's the mob way. Cut to John Jr. talking to one of his underlings. All of these people get killed. It's this whole this whole scene is just all of the this the whole the whole premise is just the old guard get killed and yeah. the new and the new and the new kids take the place of the old guard. But what it is, it's just randomly like, oh, you remember Frank DeBeppo? He gets killed. And it's just some random character we saw for two minutes. There's like, ah, Spaghetti Joe. He gets killed in front of his kid. (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know who the hell that is, but cool. And you're like, ah, yeah, Joey Meatballs. And it's just, and he gets like shot up by a cop. You know, I think we need to, I think we need to rename this podcast, the uh, Spaghetti Joe and Joey Meatball Show. (laughs) Exactly. It sounds like a 90s morning show. Featuring two Italian guys. <laughs> just and just offensive stereotypes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, cut to Travolta and his wife yelling at each other in uh at the prison. The wife is like, I'm not burying another son. I see what they're saying on the news. You said you'd protect him. Cut to a parking garage where John Jr. is possibly meet up with some hitmen. John Jr. is like, yo, who ordered this? You telling me Sammy and his crew are coming after us? I'm defending my father. You got that? These hitmen enter their cars and John Jr. gets in his car. More news reports. Crime families are getting arrested. Travolta is still locked up. Every boss of every family is just getting thrown into jail. Millneck, Long Island, 1998. John Jr. in his house. He hears helicopters coming for him. John Jr. hugs his fan, his own children and his wife, who I'm pretty sure isn't the same lady. She does not look very similar to the girl we've seen previously. <laughs> it's like it's like the it's yeah, exactly. It's the Aunt Biv uh issue from uh from uh Fresh Prince. Where they just hot swap Aunt Viv and then don't mention it or address it. <laughs> yeah, so the police guys break down the door, sweep the house. He gets arrested in front of his children. Federal lockup, Valhalla, New York. John Jr. reads a book in his cell. John Jr. talking with his lawyer. They're trying to figure out what to do, but John Jr. says uh, he's had enough. Lawyer's like, look, if you want to walk away from this life, good for you. These are the consequences to that decision. Jr.'s like, yo, I want closure. got to talk to my dad. Now we cut to Travolta and John Jr., quote-unquote modern day, still talking. Travolta's like, be a man. Go into that courtroom and show them your balls. It's He says that. He just, 
it's it feels like it feels like Travolta in this scene has dementia. Like he just walks up and goes, "You know what? If I could, you know what I would do? I'd go into I'd go into the courtroom and break holes, show my balls." And you're like, uh, "What?" Oh, it, it, it's the thing is is he's not being clear about where his stance is like the entire time the son's like the son's like i want out i'm tired i'm I'm tired i miss my family and travolta's just saying random crap Mm -hmm. and then he goes i love you son do what you need to do and they just leaves and you're like what the what did he just have an old man moment where he just said shit like what is this that's another name for this podcast old men saying shit old men yell at clouds that's what this is we we are like two zillennial old men just pissed (laughs) off at everything yeah exactly exactly so travolta's like i don't know if i'll ever see you again but i know you got a lot of thinking to do i miss seeing you this meeting was worth 55 years of hanging upside down i love you i adore you do what you gotta do don't worry about me you stand up strong in your head with your head up don't cry the two johns hug it out travolta walks away John Jr. looks down at his plea deal and signs it. Cut to Travolta laying in a hospital bed, flirts with a nurse, but he's getting treated for throat cancer. Travolta's like, I didn't want my children to see me like this. Peter was there. So the doctor talks to Peter and was like, listen, the morphine isn't helping. We'll give him Ativan, induce the coma. He'll be alive, but he won't feel the pain. Travolta waves his hand while Peter looks at him and you know, Peter holds his hand and the pastor comes in, administers the last rites. Cut to a federal prison, Raybrook, New York, 2002. John Jr. overhears the, another news report. His dad is dead. And of course, House of the Rising Sun plays. It's, I, <laughs> this would be an impactful song to play if it wasn't preceded by an, a litany of crap soundtrack choices and everything like if they led with the themes leading up to the house of the rising sun it would have been like wow what an interesting little poignant cherry on top you know he gambles blah 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 you're like oh that would fit it just feels like a disjointed just song that they pulled out of their ass like literally at the end it doesn't it doesn't feel like it fits but it should fit it logically should fit Literally, like, I know I did the bit where the screenwriter was, like, pulling pieces of paper out to write the script and was, like, blind, like, was like blindfolded. I don't know if I fucking said that, but sure, he's fucking blindfolded. And then fucking this part of the movie feels like the, that, like, Pitbull has a fucking spinning wheel, closes his eyes and throws a dart at it. And it's just like, and we're going to play that song next. It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They they go, Pitbull goes, oh, you only signed me for seven songs. And they're like, but we need 10. And he goes, not my problem. So they literally spin a wheel of songs they have the money to spend for. And they just threw a dart and it landed on House of the Rising Sun. And they're like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mobster gambling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure. Now we and cut- they just slapped it in. Now we go to real news footage of Gotti's actual funeral and interviews with actual people talking about the real life John Gotti, about how he kept their streets clean and more shots of people celebrating the life of John Gotti as a folk hero. And we cut to another court hearing. I thought this movie was done, but it's not. John Jr. in court. His mom speaks up, yells at the judge while the judge is trying to get order. Cut to John Jr. and lawyer. 
John Jr. isn't happy. He's getting another 100 years to his sentence. Back to the courtroom. Lawyer talks about someone getting shot in the back of the head. Newsroom footage. Gotti was held in jail for 16 months. Lawyer talks. John Jr. had obligations to his family, not his crime family. The lawyer is like, yo, what the fuck? He agreed to help the government. They couldn't find any proof of him living with, uh, linking with the enterprise. Do the right thing. Live the life with his family. He's earned it. And it looks like He'll be getting out of jail. Five trials, 37 months, no convictions. Okay. And we end with white screen on a black text. Mike, we're almost fucking there. Oh, no. We're in the home stretch. And their prosecutions of John Gotti Jr., the feds, John A. Gotti Jr., the feds used 15 assistant U.S. attorneys and more than 100 cooperating witnesses, many of whom were violent felon, felony offenders. After testifying, those violent criminals were released to the streets uh, with the support of their government handlers. And with one last fucking turnaround of John Travolta talking to the camera, he says, you're never going to see another guy like me if you live to be 5,000. And I think I'm never going to see a movie this bad if I live to be the year to live to be 5,000. I fucking butchered that punchline. But this movie is over. Thank fucking God. Yeah. Thank. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. This movie is finally mercifully come to a close because Oh, pain. So much pain. Like some but yeah, of, no. Some it, of your thoughts. <laughs> the movie already walked in with big shoes to fill. The story of John Gotti and the Gambino crime family is like, it feels like the, la- the, the, the last of an era mm. where mob bosses patrolled the streets, puffing their chest out, doing whatever the hell they wanted. So... This is a big send-off, big shoes to fill, because Gotti was a is not a small name to throw around. They picked up Travolta, who at this point in 2018, his best movie had been Hairspray from 2007. In the, the 21st century. Yeah, in the 21st century. In the 21st century, the most recent movie that he did was good was in 2007 mm-hmm. Travolta doesn't want to do this and he looks like it none of the actors have faith in the movie and it looks like it the story is disjointed nonsense that looks like the writer picked out stereotypes from all the mob movies that they watched to in preparation for this it's a movie that was doomed from the damn start because the guy who was he- spearheading the whole thing was in Entourage. Mm-hmm. So in turn, as a result, it is a disjointed mess of people who are half-assing their way through the entire movie. And, it, and all the only thing that it feels like that comes out is just dumb machismo crap that's been peddled. That's that has no nuance to it or no caveats to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of stupid, stupid themes. It's no, it's just that one stupid theme with everything else that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's it's a failure of epic proportions. Mm-hmm. And where is the best mob movies keep you on the edge of your seat? Gotti kept me on the edge of my fucking toilet blowing chunks with how bad it is. <laughs> it and is. Mike, before we go, is this worse than Bucky Larson? Tied. I, yeah. 
tied. Yeah, it's so hard because they're just too. They're, they're bad in similar ways, but I don't like they're different it's, movies. This 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 did break me. Mm-hmm. I will say that this breaked me. This broke me. I regretted watching it. It was so so awful. Like genuinely, genuinely was awful. I Bucky Larson was pain incarnate, mm-hmm. and this is definitely exhaustion incarnate. Yeah, Bucky Larson physically pained me in a real honest way. Mm-hmm. Gotti physically exhausted me in a real and honest way, not in the like ice pirates thing where I was like, "Whoa, I needed to take a nap." It was like mm-hmm. I honestly hate this movie and it has tired me and worn me out yeah you know i really thought that like you know because we have like the classic bad movies like battlefield earth and like looking back at like i don't don't know year two of our podcast like we start like after we did our year in retrospective we dropped cat women of the moon a thousand words i was like okay like you know good so you know bad movies in their own right i thought the worst thing we were going to cover was going to be the roommate 2011 and then I watched Gotti and I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. this is Buggy Larson season two. This, this, this is this is not good. That was my that was my favorite thing. When we were when we were like looking at what movies to do, we we had both brought up the roommate mm-hmm. under the idea that this was our Bucky Larson 2.0. We were mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to be bad. And lo and behold, it was bad. Mm-hmm. But we weren't. But I don't think we were pained by it. We were just no. kind of like, ah, it's not good. Oh yeah, it sucks. This, but it's this. I, I'm I'm starting to think the Bucky Larson curse mm-hmm. movies are always unexpected ones because I didn't expect Gotti to be bad. I knew it sucked, but I didn't expect it to hurt. Yeah, because because we and almost, I think that's the we almost did not choose this movie because we mm-hmm. you know yeah. we, we chose the next movie we're going to be covering. Like before, and we were like, what's what's that like fourth movie gonna be? And it was this one. Like we missed a lot of like early like John like like nineties two thousands John Travolta to talk about Gotti, and and I it shows this movie like fucking sucks. <laughs> I yeah, there's no there's no better way to sugarcoat this. This movie sucks, and you don't need to see it. All you need to do is look at the movie poster. And that is the absolute most that you need to conceivably do with this movie. It's just John Travolta looking at you like, dude, do you really want to see this movie? Yeah, exactly. Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. It's him just <laughs> cue the Michael Jordan McDonald's PSA where he stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Stop right now. <laughs> and on that note, guys, that's been this episode of the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. The Travolta-thon rolls on thank you so much for tuning in go follow us instagram (laughs) twitter youtube you guys know the deal and stay up to date with what we got going on mike what are your final words you won't live to see another podcast like this in five thousand years i don't know it's the best i had (laughs) i don't know this movie blows i hate this (laughs) good attempt at old man good good attempt Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Grandpa. All right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.